the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're stressed out to the point of high anxiety and depression, you're probably trying to manage God's business your way. Join us today as Pastor Rander starts a teaching series designed to help us see life through God's eyes. The series is titled, How to Have Victory Over Depression, and will draw on scriptures in the books of Exodus, 1 Kings, Jonah, and many more. Now let's listen in. And he prayed that he might die. Look at that. And he prayed, you know, praying to die. To die. And said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my fathers. Then in the book of Jonah, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, Jonah 4, 1 through 11, uh, particularly uh, the uh, third verse, but you read all the passage, but for time's sake, we're going to zoom in on the third verse of Jonah 4, 1 through 11. Uh, the third verse says, therefore now, O Lord, oh, here, now here he is being suicidal. Please take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. And you know, he's out of it. He's, he's experiencing depression in his extreme form. Then Psalm 69, verses 16 through 20. Psalm 69, 16 through 20, but focusing in on the 20th verse, it says, verse 20 of Psalm 69, and it says, reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I look for someone to take pity, but I found none. And for comforters, uh, but I found none. Since the terrorist attack in America on September 11th, 2001, many in our society, young and old, Christians and non-Christians alike, are experiencing extreme bouts of depression. Witnessing the loss of thousands of lives, the fact that our country is now engaged in a type of war we've never fought before, has brought on depression upon many, not to include the company layoffs and the threat of bioterrorism. Hopefully this message can serve as a source of encouragement to jumpstart your life and give you a spiritual boost in order that your life would be filled with productivity and purpose. In these four passages I've just read to you briefly, there's a count of Moses, Elijah, David, and Jonah. 
they all had something in common. They had and experienced their moments with depression. Oh, they were choice men of God, chosen by God, mightily used of God, servants of God, but even at that, they had their moments. For example, Moses in Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 through 24 that we just read, uh, depression came upon Moses as he was overwhelmed with the pressures of leadership. He was exasperated. It was a never-ending task. No breaks. The people stood before him from morning till, till, till evening and, and thank God for the Jethro's in our lives. It was Jethro looking at Moses' condition and saying, Moses, it's too much for you. You got to learn how to delegate it was getting the best of him, too much on his plate. And if it were not for the godly counsel of Jethro, I believe Moses would have broken. Elijah in 1 Kings 19, 1 through 4 and 9 through 10. Elijah runs from Jezebel after having just experienced a tremendous victory on Mount Carmel, which brought upon depression. He... His fear of Jezebel overshadowed his faith in God. And any time fear overrides your faith, you're headed for depression. And now I'm cutting out a lot of this message because I've preached for the most part most of this. But you always got all these visitors and other people and, and people who don't come every Sunday. And so you're trying to... You try to give just a tidbit of a background, but, but for all the gaps that I'm leaving out, you have to get the tape because it is a four-part series. In David, it has an, in, in David, Psalm 69, uh, 16 through 20, David, in a state of depression, hid himself in the wilderness from murderous Saul. This man was so depressed until... He said, I looked for pity, and I found none. First one, it says he was brokenhearted. You ever been brokenhearted? Says his heart was heavy. And even this Thanksgiving season, when we ought to be giving thanks, there's somebody under my voice who, who, who even as, as they're sitting here are experiencing a heavy heart. And then Jonah in Jonah 4, 1 through 11, Jonah was so depressed that he wanted to die after the salvation, after the salvation of Nineveh. Uh, emotionally, he was torn between the need to obey God and resentment of God's salvation for such a heathen people. So the people of Nineveh, God, don't need to be saved, but God didn't listen to Jonah. In spite of Jonah's attitude, God brought revival on the people of Nineveh. And when Jonah should, be, should have been rejoicing, he was pouting. And even now, the spirit of rejoicing ought to be on you. God has allowed you to see another Thanksgiving. You know you've experienced the goodness of God. And you know that you know you know that God's been good to you. And at a time that you ought to be rejoicing, you find yourself sullen and you're pouting. You're not happy. You're down. Such was the case of Jonah. What is depression? Depression is a temporary mental state or chronic mental disorder characterized by feelings of being low in spirit. 
It is to be gloomy. It is to despair. It is to be filled with discouragement, to be saddened, to have the spirit of melancholy. It is not my intention to delve into clinical depression such as hypomanic episodes or bipolar disorders. Today I just come to give a word of encouragement to those who are experiencing situational depression or in other words, just a plain old blues. And you'll be quite surprised. A very person who look well, dress well, got a decent position in the church. Maybe a spiritual leader. Or maybe just a Christian layman are struggling even now with depression. Oh, you have the smile on your face and uh, you're looking the part, but actuality, you're not the part. Some myths about depression is that many say it's, it's wrong for Christians to ever be depressed. We know that's a lie. Remember we went over that because uh, we see Moses, we see Jonah. I mean, I mean, especially Jonah and Elijah, they, they were so depressed, they wanted to die. You know, you know what? Don't look at them too bad. Y'all been there too. Y'all just don't tell nobody. You, know. you say, what do you mean? Uh, well, have, have, have you ever got so bad in your life sometime that you just wish you were in heaven? You know, you know no more taxes, no more War, no fighting, no killing, no murder. You know, everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. <laughs> you know, we got it backwards. When babies are born, we we ish out. Now, I know you don't ish out cigars. You ought not be smoking, but we end up we ish out peppermint sticks. <laughs> uh, you you ish out something, and you're rejoicing. Everybody's happy, but but actually, the, the scripture says that's the time to really weep. Because they're coming into a world filled with sin and decadence, pain, you know, evil, a world filled with Satan and demonic influences. And actually, we ought to be rejoicing when a brother and sister have gone to be with Jesus because they are done with the troubles of this world. They're going to be with God. No more trials and tribulation. No more tears. No more heartaches. No more depression. No more pain. Every day is howdy howdy. No more goodbye. No more night there. Won't you say amen? Learning to delegate and shift priorities so you can focus more on God and less on the worries of this world are much needed skills for God's people. Join us today as Pastor Rander concludes the message, How to Have Victory Over Depression. He will be teaching from several books of the Bible, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. But all we cry and we boo-hoo, and that's okay. That's okay. But we, we do, but you know, that death is a blessing. Death is a, it's a release. And a relief. A relief. Who want to have cancer forever? I think about it. You know, who want to be crippled forever? I mean, you an accident and you're blind and you're forever blind. Whatever you are, a mentally handicapped forever. That's the beauty of heaven because when we get to heaven, it's going to be all right. And all those handicaps and all those things. Hey, who want to have arthritis forever? 
Um, so uh, that's a myth. And depression, always, another myth is depression always results from sin. Not necessarily. Uh, you can be, you can live a holy life and still have your moments. Another myth is depression always comes from a lack of faith in God. If you had more faith, you wouldn't be so depressed. These men had much faith and yet they had their moments. Uh, if you walk closer to God, then you won't be so depressed. You can walk close to God. Elijah was close to God. He called down fire and it came. That's pretty close, I think. So, um, uh, I don't think the issue is closeness. I, we ought to be close. I believe the closer you get, I, I don't think it'll get the best of you, and the moments won't be so long. And the further you're away, the, the better grip is going to get on you. And the closer you are, it may come and hit your blind side, but it's not going to hang around because of your closeness. You know, your spiritual condition di- dictates uh, what depression will do to you. The closer you are to God, the better you'll be able to deal with it. The farther you are from God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wreak havoc in your life. Are y'all hanging with me? Um, and I deal with the possible causes. I'm not going there because I get too happy and start preaching that all over again. I'm going to skip a whole section. How do we get the victory over depression? How do we get the victory over depression? We said call upon Christ and realize that without him, you can do nothing. You got to call upon Christ. Without Christ, you can do nothing. Uh, Romans ten thirteen says, "Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." I mean, Christ is the antidote. He is the answer. To stay at the bottom and lick your wounds and roll over in your misery only leads to deeper despair. You need to cry for God's help. Psalms one hundred nine twenty six says, "Help me." And there's a time, you know, when, when, you, when, when the heat is really on, sometimes you can't pray long. You just, two words are sufficient if it's cried from the depths of your heart. David said, help me, O Lord, my God, oh, save me according to your mercy. Uh, how do you get the victory over depression? Confess your sins and walk in holiness. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A life contaminated with sin will lead to devastating consequences and depression. You can't sin and not uh, and not make a mess. Not only, will, no, not only will sin mess you up, you will make a mess because you messed up. Because you messed up, because you messed up, you make a mess. A contaminated life with sin will lead to devastating consequences and depression. Trying to hide sin, cover it up, not own it up to and confessing. Uh, that's suppressing uh, the, 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 what the spirit wants to do in your life. The severe damage caused as a result of sin will leave you depressed. Sin will rape you. Sin will wipe you out. Drives a wedge between you and God. It drives a wedge between your relationship with your brothers and sisters, your husbands and wives, with friends. It destroys. Uh, uh, if you if you live in it, it, it'll doom you. It'll damn you, and you'll be done. Thirdly, if you're going to get victory over depression, you need to utilize the Word of God as a resource of encouragement. And power in your life. You see, beloved, the Bible is the most reliable source of encouragement when going through depression. It is not looking at Oprah Winfrey. 
It's not going to the psychics. It is not uh, going, going to Miss Ann or whoever you read in Express News. It, it is not those things. It, it is, it is, there's no substitute for the inerrant, sufficient word of God. Psalms 119.97 says, Oh, how I love your law. Hmm. It is my meditation all the day. I dare you to get up with the word. Live with the word. Go to lunch with the word. Take a break with the word. I dare you to do that. I dare you to surround your, you know, y'all got surround sound. (laughs) It'd be nice if you can have surround word. (laughs) A life that is surrounded with the word of God, left, right, up, down, just all around you. And all come out of you is word. You you know what? I tell you something else too. If y'all start talking kingdom talk, you feel better. Some of y'all not talking about nothing. Talk about everything but Jesus. Talk about the kingdom. Talk about the kingdom. I had a group over uh, Thanksgiving Day and family and friends. I said, we got in there and started re-looking at the the Islam and the Christian distinctions and stuff. Got happy. Listen, we we didn't want no football. We didn't didn't care what the Cowboys was doing. They're not doing nothing anyhow, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I mean, we're so, I mean, we just put, put in one, put out nothing, just going in and having a ball, dialogue, debating, strategizing, looking at this thing for, you know, the day was done and we were just happy. You know, work, the word, the word will lift your spirit. It'll lift your spirit. Satan always gets the best of those who fail to abide in the word of God. He always gets the best of you. Some of y'all got so little word in you and you're wondering why you're struggling. You always, Satan will beat you down without a, a sufficient amount of word in your life. And you can't ever learn enough. How you learn too much? <laughs> I'm telling one brother today, he said, I'm about to get my bachelor's. I said, yeah, and that way, he said, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. I said, well, go, go for it. Go get your master's. Do something. Don't stop. You can't tell me you through learning. You're not through learning. You always want to learn. If you don't want to get another degree, then get another book. Get another book. Get something. But get. But we ought. We ought to be in the Word of God. Satan always gets the best. Gets the best of those who fail to abide in the Word of God. Then fourthly, deal with anger in a biblical way. If you don't learn to deal with anger, uh, it will result in depression. Some of y'all been angry. You got us. It's, it's a. It's a. You don't want to own up to it. But remember, anger is not wrong. But it is wrong if you can't. If it's prolonged, Ephesians uh, 4, 6, 4, 26 says, be angry and do not sin. Your anger will not lead you to sin. That's why you're not staying angry too long. Get over it and do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I mean, you will not be angry no longer than a day. Ain't no such thing as pouting for weeks. <laughs> prolonged anger is a breeding ground for depression and Satan. No matter what anybody has done to you, whether they wrong you or whether whatever it's been, you are never authorized to hold it. And that's why some of y'all are not free. You've been holding on to stuff that you refuse to let go and it's killing you. That's why you that's why you can't rejoice. Your joy is gone. And you need to let it go. Let it go now. Let it go. When you when you going to let it go? You need to choose your battles. Every battle is not yours to fight. 
You can't. There are more fronts out there, and more causes, and more issues. You can't. Now God lets you know when to fight, and then God tell you be still. Amen. So I said, be still. No, I'm God. You move, you gonna mess. I know what I'm doing. There were times Israel had to fight, and the other time God just interrupted and fought the battle for them. Uh, how do we get victory over depression? Play some praise or worship music in the background as you go through your day. First Samuel sixteen twenty six says, And so it was whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well. You know, that's something about music. God created music and even gave us the propensity to make music and to sing music and to play instruments. God put that in you for his glory, not for yourself. Anytime you play, you're not to play for you. You're to play for the Lord. You know, you play better when you do it with a God focus. Saul became refreshed and the distressing, the Spirit departed from him because of the music. Some of y'all music is getting the best of you. Especially you young folk. Some of you, you know what? It's not just old folk depressed. It's young folk even depressed. Yeah. Young folk. Young folk. I mean, I mean, just out of it. And really, if you really look at the music and the lyrics of it and, and some of the beats and things, it's driving you crazy. You need to clean out your, you need to clean up your repertoire. You need a transformation of, of your collection. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Not just young folks, some of you older folk too. Some old folk back worse than these young folk. Listen, if you'll get, to, if you're going to have victory over depression, refuse to be negative. Now that's where some of y'all go wrong. I mean, I don't care what you see, you find something bad. I don't, you, 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 if they put you in there, you can find it. <laughs> Instead of dwelling on your faults, look for the positive things in your life. You know why some of you are so bad off? It's because uh, you, you, you have the, not only you criticize others, but you have, you have a low view of yourself. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said, love your neighbor as what? Now, how you going to love your neighbor? You don't even love you. You got to love you. You got to love you. You can't hate you. You got to love you. You got to realize you're special in the eyes of God. Made in his image. And sometimes you're so critical of yourself, you find everything wrong about you and all the, the, uh, the things that you didn't do, could have done, and all your regrets, and you start living with all the bad. You're just reliving all the bad stuff. And you never focus on what God has done in you and through you. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, noble, just, pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any pra- anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, on these things. What a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your, your mind is the battleground. It's not your toe. It's not your finger. It's in your mind. Amen. And some of y'all going to these, y'all paying big bucks to go to these psychotherapists and what have you. If you come here and you internalize and actualize, execute out 
the word of God, do you realize you get healed? You know, faith cometh by. That's why I told anybody, you know, hear it. I mean, you can bring anybody and come here and hear. You know, I would say, who's so here? Prostitute, homosexual, whoever, they can come in here. That don't mean they're going to be over the choir. But they come in. They can come in. They're going to be. Amen. Won't y'all say amen? It may not be over nothing because they can't. I mean, you got to be right before you can lead. You have to lead by precept and a what? Example. You can come whoever you is. You can come off the street and sit in here and listen. Some of y'all don't listen. Your mind on the roast right now. You know, listen. Listen. Faith coming by what? And hearing by what? The word. I'm not giving you poems. I'm not giving you a sermonette. That make Christianness. Yeah. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Hello, I'm Pastor Draper. Thank you for tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast heard each weekday at 5 p.m. on KSLR. As we approach the end of the year, it is my prayer that this radio ministry has been a tremendous source of blessing and encouragement to you. If you have been blessed by these messages and would like to support this radio ministry by making a year-end tax-deductible contribution, please make your checks payable to Maranatha Bible Church and mail it postmarked by December 31st to 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.